Hi, this is David from Rhapsody, a part of the Hopewell Valley Student Podcasting Network, just like the show you're about to listen to. Every podcast in the network is written, recorded, and edited by Hopewell Valley students. The views and opinions expressed in these shows are the opinions of the host and may not represent the opinion of HVRSD. For more student-generated digital content, go to the Hopewell Valley Student Publications Network at www.hvspn.com. Today's episode is a Connect the Dots, where we'll be looking at what makes a song a Christmas song through the lenses of three music theory concepts and three non-music theory concepts. And now, on to the show. The three songs we'll be using are Last Christmas by Wham, All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey, and White Christmas by Irving Berlin, to have two more modern Christmas songs and one more classic Christmas song. The first music theory concept we'll be talking about is seventh chords. A seventh chord is four notes played at the same time. However, they can't just be any notes. There are many different types of seventh chords, and there are many different combinations of notes one could play to make a seventh chord. For example, if I played the first, third, fifth, and seventh notes in a scale, it would make a major seventh chord. If I flattened some of the notes, which means lowering its pitch by a half step, it would create an entirely different sound. If I played the first, third, but flattened it, fifth, and flattened the seventh note of a scale, it would make a minor seventh chord. A video published by Vox argues that the chord that makes Christmas music sound so Christmassy is a half-diminished chord, consisting of the first note and the third, fifth, and seventh notes of the scale all flattened. This chord appears in All I Want for Christmas is You and White Christmas. In the key of C, this chord would be D minor 7 flat 5, which is another way of saying D half-diminished. However, when I played that chord just now, it doesn't feel especially Christmassy. But maybe Vox means that the chord being used alongside the other chords in the song is what makes it feel like Christmas. For comparison's sake, both songs are being played in C. In both songs, the progression ends with the quote-unquote Christmas chord. In All I Want for Christmas is You, the progression sounds like this. In White Christmas, the progression goes like this. I'm not sure if the D minor 7 flat 5 chord is what makes either song feel Christmassy when reducing both of them to just their chord progressions. If either sounds like Christmas to me, it's probably due to previous familiarity with the songs and associating them with Christmas. Because of this, I don't think that there is any one special Christmas chord, so I disagree with Vox's argument. What I would agree with, however, is how the chords give both songs a, to quote the video, classic early 20th century Christmas jazzy sound. Seventh chords give a song some complexity and can bring a new, sometimes jazzy feel to a chord progression. 
Another way to bring different feelings are chord inversions, which are the second music theory concept we'll use to analyze Christmas music. Typically, when you play a chord, you play with the notes stacked on top of each other like this. But you can switch the order of these notes. If I move the bottom note up an octave, it sounds like this. And if I do the same thing again, it sounds like this. Inversions are a way to switch up the feel of a chord progression and give it some complexity. They're found in lots of different Christmas songs, such as the two we've looked at already. For example, in All I Want for Christmas is You, after the intro. It plays... Instead of... The chords are the same in both versions, but the sound is different due to the inversions. The final music theory concept we'll discuss is chord cadences, which are the ways chord progressions end. We've established that through the use of seventh chords and inversions, Christmas music contains a lot from what was common in music during the Jazz Age, since that was when the most Christmas music was written. However, there is one more common characteristic, the 2-5-1. The 2-5-1 is a very specific sequence of chords that usually comes at the end of a progression. It was very common in the jazz age, but isn't heard much in modern pop music. The 2-5-1, more specifically the 5-1, is what is called a perfect or authentic cadence. Using the key of C as an example, the second note is D, the fifth is G, and the first is C. So the 2-5-1 in C would be D, G, then C, and it sounds like this. White Christmas uses the 2-5-1 in G with A, D, and G. Since this progression was so common during the jazz era, and most Christmas songs were written then, hearing it can make you think of Christmas music. The first non-music theory concept we've already touched on a little, and that's age. We've mentioned a couple times that the most Christmas music was written during the jazz age, and many songs from that era have become jazz standards. The history of all these Christmas songs is important to their timelessness, and have a lot to do with their importance to this day. The next non-theory music concept that we'll look at is lyrics. Lots of the lyrical content of Christmas songs have common themes, such as nostalgia. Last Christmas and White Christmas both have very nostalgic themes and lyrics, with the former containing a lover reminiscing about last Christmas before their heart was broken, and the latter expressing desires of a Christmas similar to the ones they used to know. This also makes sense when you remember the age of most Christmas classics and how nostalgia can be applied to that. The final non-music theory concept is instrumentation. Instruments that were common in the jazz age, such as horns and pianos, are present in the classic Christmas songs, and some modern ones too, such as Mariah Carey's. But there is one common sound in every single Christmas song, the one concept, theory or non-theory related, that should be considered essential sleigh bells. Even in Last Christmas, where most of the instruments are unique to it as far as Christmas music goes, there are still sleigh bells. So, to summarize, complex and jazzy chord progressions, the historical and cultural context, 
nostalgic lyrics, and sleigh bells are all you really need to make a Christmas song. 